0: I was going to work um, um, back about two weeks ago, week and a half so, and um, so many times it uh, seemed like when i just get in my vehicle by myself, seemed like God, um, you know, speak to my heart and speak to me, and uh, a lot of times I'll jot some things down as, as I feel like his, that still small voice comes by and he uh, speaks to us, and um, this is pretty well what he spoke to me. Amen. That here just a few weeks ago. And uh, turn your Bibles. I've got a good little bit of reading here. And uh, hopefully uh, it will be something said by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. May help somebody. I would like to say I appreciated our Sunday school lesson this morning. I felt the Lord. And uh, our lesson was dealing with uh, Abimelech uh Gideon's son, and how that he had uh, purposely destroyed his own brethren for leadership and things and and his own those that had uh, uh, made made a, a a league with him eventually turned on him, and finally he was destroyed by those that had been as he thought was friends to him and uh, it was dealing about uh, we can't escape sin. Unless we get it under the blood of Jesus Christ, Amen. That's the only thing, and uh, so uh, we need to consider that. But I do appreciate the Lord coming by. He said here in Psalms, verse nine, chapter nine, verse nine: The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, and a refuge in times of trouble. I got several verses here to read and it'll all be dealing with trouble, 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 trouble. Have you ever felt like it's all ever come sometimes? No it's not, but when you're in the midst of it, it feels like it. Trouble, trouble, trouble. You ever notice when you have one flat you usually have two? You ever been like that? You have one flat, you have two. I don't know what makes it, but it seems like it goes in a cycle. One battery on a vehicle goes down, won't be long the other one goes. Starter go out here, something go out there. Seem like it comes in doubles sometimes and sometimes triples. But uh, that's the way trouble is sometimes. Verse 19 in the same chapter, I mean 13 in the same chapter. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. Psalms 10 verse 1. Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The psalmist here was in a discouraged uh, 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 time of his life, and uh, he he thought that he felt like that God was hiding himself when his trouble came upon him. And I know sometimes us uh, we as human beings feel like that God has hid himself or he's looked a different way in the times of our afflictions and. A, times of our oppressions and troubles. But I believe that God tonight is able to, uh, He sees us all the time. God don't hide Himself from us. But the psalmist said again, in, starting in uh, chapter 22, verse 11, Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help, at least He thought. He said, Here many bulls have compassed me, and strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gapped upon me with uh, their mouths as uh, ravening and as a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a pot and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, and the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet, and... I may tell of my bones and look upon, uh, and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast upon lots upon my vesture. Be thou not, be not uh, thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength. Haste thee to help me. We find this here in in uh, in reference to Jesus Christ, and it was like a foreshadow of the things that was going to befall him, and certainly on his. Uh, On the time of his crucifixion You remember one of the cries that he made One of the sayings My God, my God Why hast thou forsaken me? That's an unusual cry from a man that was the son of God You see We find that even though he was the son of God But yet he was born of the flesh of a woman And he he had the strengths of God And also he had the feelings of a human being in this world he, though he was a son of God, he didn't, he didn't uh, uh, excuse him from feeling pain and suffering. He didn't he didn't excuse him from being uh, to a low state of mind. And as he prayed in the garden, uh, Father, be thy will, let this cup pass from me. You say, did Jesus dread death? What do you think? How many thinks he dreaded death? I do, according to the scriptures. According to Brother Buster, to everything I've read. That, that part that we have in us. Uh, he dreaded that. Now, I don't know of anybody that joys and rejoices a- in a time of sorrow and f- afflictions upon their bodies or any type of trouble that comes their way. Certainly, it must be somebody that's off for a rocker somewhere that would rather have trouble and heartache and sorrow over peace, joy, and happiness. I'd rather have health today than sickness, wouldn't you? I'd rather be on top of the mountain than uh, the mountain be on top of me. Amen. That's right. But here the psalmist begin to describe himself. And in Psalms 31 verse 7. It says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. And thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. And thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. For I am in trouble. Mine eye is con- with grief, yea, my soul and my belly, for my life is spent with grief, and my years with signed My strength faileth because of my iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was going to work the other morning, and uh, I felt I felt the Spirit of the Lord just speak straight into my heart, and uh, felt like this is what I need to preach on. Just as soon as we got to preach, and it like something. This is sort of like the saying I felt that rung. Really, over my heart and ears says when, when things are all wrong, everything's all right. when everything's all wrong, everything's all right. And here was a, the psalmist was considering and speaking about when everything was going wrong, when troubles on every hand, troubles on every side, every way they turned, every effort, everything they done seemed like if it wasn't one thing it was another, if it wasn't this it was the enemy's them about. And he compared a lot of these things that like, like a bull that was ready to charge him and, and, and run through him. And sometimes we feel like we may be a prey for the enemy. That the enemy of our soul comes in against us like a, uh, like a flood. And he floods our, our spirit and our mind and our heart sometimes. Amen. Psalm 77 verse 2. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord and my sore ran in the night. And ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled and I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You see, even the psalmist said here, said I was in trouble and I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. I'm going to tell you tonight, it's hard to shout your shoes off when you feel trouble. And you know trouble's near. It's hard to shout your shoes off and, and just be what you normally would be when you... When you have such a sorrowful spirit or affliction in your body. Or you have somebody in your immediate family that's sick in body and, and a lot of things can come our way. But I want to tell you tonight, when everything's all wrong, everything can be all right. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm say said again. Psalms 107 verse 24 these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raises the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, and they go down into the depths. Depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wits' end. Man, you ever felt like you've been at your wits' end? You've been at, uh, Lord, how in the world can I go anymore? more? Lord, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what to do. And, and, and how many tonight is alive tonight in this service? Ain't no dead people here. Everybody here alive? Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, if you ain't had trouble, you're going to have trouble. And if you've had trouble, you'll probably have it before you leave this world again. You'll carry a heavy heart. You'll have an afflicted body. You'll have somebody you love dear uh, that's uh, 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 maybe that's afflicted in their body or whatever the situation may be. But somewhere or another you're going to have a heavy heart. But there's a thing about it tonight when there is trouble and trouble is near, and whatever the circumstances that surrounds all of that word called trouble, there's somebody that's on our side. There's somebody that can help us through our troubles. Amen. He said here, he said, the sorrows of death come past me in Psalms 116. and pains of hell got hold of me, upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, and, and, O Lord, I beseech thee, and uh, deliver my soul. Uh, Sometimes when you go to a doctor uh, for just a normal examination, is there anybody besides me, you're afraid they're going to tell you something that you don't want to hear? Anybody else? Is that sort of in the back of your mind that you, you hesitate on going and because you worry about there's, I'm afraid that they're going to tell me they're going to find something and that maybe they come up on something that they weren't looking for that suddenly they come by and they say hey we, you're alright here but right here is what we found I'm going to tell you what you'll probably walk out of that office troubled concerned and worried and uh, figuring out what am I going to do and one of the worst things to do is let them run a test on you and wait two weeks to come and tell you what it is. Whew, that's the longest wait I've ever waited in my life. I mean, they when they do uh, some serious testing on you, and, and and I don't know if they can get them done any quicker or not, but well, they'll wait and wait and wait, and, and you're there fretting, and you're all twisted up, and you're all... Devil's been talking to your mind for two weeks and telling you that you, this is wrong with you and that's wrong with you and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And, and man, I'm telling you, he can paint one of the ugliest, drabest, depressing, awfulest pictures in, in that it can ever be painted in the mind of a person when the devil comes by to trouble our mind. Amen. We find here that Andy's already talked about Job and that's what I'm preaching about tonight Some of the life of Job And uh, We find here that that Job said In chapter 5 In verse 7 this was his Outlook on life Yet man is born under trouble As the sparks fly Upward 14 and 1 He said man that is Born of woman is of a few days And how much trouble Full of trouble he cometh forth like a flower, and he's cut down, and he fleeth also as a shadow, and continueth not. And just, uh, thou open thine eyes upon such a one, and bringest me into the judgment with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Amen. And we find here that as Job looked at all of this and uh he he says here that, that our months and our days and things are numbered in our lifetime. He was had experienced a lot of trouble prior to verse chapter 14 and he said that the that uh there was a time that uh when some fellows went before God and uh and the devil was standing there with them and uh and, and God tells him, says, Ain't a man on the face of the earth like my servant Job? I mean, he's one of the best that you can ever find. So in doing so, uh, it was seemingly like a, a a challenge. In chapter one and verse one, there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And I want you to notice here, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and stood evil. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Who said that a man can't be rich and be right? (laughs) Praise God. This man was. The Bible said he was the greatest man in all the east. He had more camels and stuff than anybody ever read about. He had a, not only did he have sons and daughters, but he had a great household. He had servants. He had a lot of things going for him because he, he served the Lord. The Bible said he feared God. He was perfect and he's upright. This man wouldn't cheat you out of a penny. If you dealt with him, this servant Job, he'd make sure that you come out on the best end. That's right. This man was fair in all his dealings. Everything that he done, he was fair. And this is what, this is what part of it made him upright in things before God. And he said here that uh, uh, his sons went, went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for his, their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job was sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. I don't know how many times I have read these scriptures over and over and preached from these scriptures on a bunch of times, but the Bible said here that uh, his sons and his daughters uh, having the feast, and apparently this was a regular thing with them. But Job regularly, the Bible said that Job did this continually. He went and made sacrifice for his children. They were uh, able to do that under the Old Testament laws. They would go and make offer up sacrifice for the uh, uh, sins of others. But you see, Job knew that his children were probably doing things that was wrong. But Job, it, it being the man that he was and the protection for his family and his kids, he went continually before the Lord. He just didn't do this one time when trouble came. But the Bible said, and, and, uh, uh, and I sort of marked this out, thus did Job continually. You see, it, just a one-time shot, anybody can do that. But it didn't make any difference. Job did it day in and day out. Job did it when everything was going good. Job did it when everything was going bad. But Job continually offered his sacrifices up before the Lord. Amen. Pretty good good fellow it sounds to me like. A good family man. And he said here as we said about what the devil had said. He said, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath. And he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself. Put not forth uh, thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when the sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. And they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped. To tell thee. You see, it looked like trouble was starting right then. It said, While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep, and the servants consumed them, and I only I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made out of thee uh, three bands and fell upon the camels. have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped to tell thee. How much more can this man take? His wealth was seemingly uh, uh, slipping by. Um, things that he had uh, took years and years and years to accumulate was leaving in just a moment's time. Amen. It says here, while he was yet... Speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine, the eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Praise the Lord. Here is a man that lost his children. I mean, he lost them all. One whack. And I tell you what, that's sad. I, I could put up with losing my house and my cars and my uh, crazy horses and uh, my dogs and anything else. But I'm going to tell you what, getting pretty close home, all my children die off. I'm talking about a load a man has to be under. I'm talking about a situation here that, uh, uh, what in the world could you say, what could you say to somebody that lost all their children in one little episode? What could you go to them and say? I don't know about you, but I don't have a word to speak sometime. Amen. Amen. I don't, I mean, I ain't going to give people false impressions and false hopes. I know that the Lord can make a way. But here, when everything, when everything's wrong, everything's still right. Praise the Lord. Amen. He said here, then Job arose and ran his mantle. Shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. I'm going to stop right there. Job arose, tore his mantle apart, shaved his head as a, as a, as a sign of, of uh, his mourning and, and his condition. He fell upon the ground. I believe if we could have went over there where old Job fell on the ground. I don't know how long he stayed there. But I believe that you could find puddles up on puddles in the dirt, Jim, if he was up on the ground. I believe that dry, sandy soil, dirty soil where Job fell up on the ground, that just a moments ago was dry. I believe you could have packed little mud balls up from the tears that this man was shedding because of the trouble that had come up on him. I'm going to tell you one thing. Sometimes a good cry is about as good a thing as you can get a hold of. You hear me? When a person, I, I had a person that's close and dear to me one time tell me how many years it's been since I have cried. And to this moment, I don't know if they've shed tears in probably, I don't know, 30 years. I'd hate to think I'd go 30 years and not shed a tear. Amen. Over 30 years and said they hadn't cried. Told me, said, I did my crying a long time ago. That's scary to think about. Did their crying a long time ago. And it said here that he went all through all of this motion. But the last part of that said, and worshiped. He bowed to the ground. What kind of a man could actually worship God with a load upon him like this? I tell you what it is it was the upright, he was carrying about all he could carry. But you see, it was that continually things and worshiping God that he had been doing day in and day out over and over and over and over and over. Amen. That ain't all of it. He got to that point and God helped him get through that. I don't know how long the time went before them sons of God went up before the Lord again, but they went another trip. And the devil said in so many words like this, said, if you'll let me flick his body, I've already taken everything and he's still for you, but I believe if you'll just let me flick his body because God told him first to go around, don't you harm him. You can touch his substance, you can touch those things, but you can't harm him. But this time, he let him harm him. The Bible said here that, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Every time I read this verse, I can't help to think but of Jess Hayden. Sister Margaret probably knows it. Maybe her children eh, as well as, uh, as anybody or better than most people. But for many people here tonight, you don't even know who Jess Hayden was. Brother Roberts, his brother. And Sailboy's uh, daddy. That clears it up. And uh, that man would lay in bed... And my, I was, I was fairly young, but I can remember some things. You remember what year he passed away? Anybody, anybody remember, Bobby? Y'all remember? But I remember seeing that man, and there would be balls that come up on him, brother Buster. You remember? All over his body, from the sole of his foot to the top of his head, and there would be infection. It would. Bust open and run and be on the sheets and the pillars. And and this man, you're talking about coming to a situation like Job did. And there seemed like there was no ease at all for him. If you've never been around anybody that's been in that condition, you're talking about suffering. You couldn't lay. You couldn't stand. You couldn't walk. There's no getting ease. But this man... Jess Hayden suffered a, a, lot of, a lot of pain, and like Job did here. But as I said, I always remember. But you know what? We go on down here. Going back up to verse, uh, chapter 1. It says, and Job said, and, and naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Job, what do you think about the situation? When everything's all wrong, everything's all right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad tonight, regardless of the situation and circumstances of life, when everything's going wrong? I mean, when all the trouble's there. When all the oxen are gone and when all the cattle's gone, when all your legs are gone and when your eyesight's gone and your hearing's gone and you're in a wheelchair, everything gone wrong and when everything's gone wrong, everything can be all right. Glory to God. I'm glad tonight that we have that great consolation, Brother Pete. It took more than the devil taking your legs to get you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got a song here. I know many of you probably have heard it. Heard it sung. But here's the story behind this song. The song says it is well with my soul. The fellow that wrote this song back in the 1800's was a prosperous lawyer and businessman. Prior to the, you've heard history tell about the great, fire in Chicago that wiped out nearly all of Chicago. He had just purchased a, a large uh, 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 real estate property and buildings and things uh, during this time. But that great fire came through and all that he had seemingly had worked for. He had wiped everything that he had out. And uh, it seemed like this was only the beginning of his sorrows. Uh, and, and he was a, a follower of D.L. Moody, Preacher Moody. You've heard of, of that man, but yet uh, it seemed though that he was such a, a, a an educated man, but he still trusted in the Lord and had uh, great ties with the spiritual leaders of that day. Not long after that, he had a boy, and that boy died, that child died. That only left him with his wife and his four little daughters, and, and uh, him, him uh, going through a crisis like he went through, and So much strain upon his family. Did you know tonight, when trouble comes, it don't only strain you, but it strains your family. It strains all of those related to you. It it puts pressure on everybody all around about. But this man here, as as he began to uh, go through his troubles, he thought, I tell you what I need to do, I need to get away from things a little while. He planned him a trip on a certain, certain date to go to Europe. And another business transaction came up, and he had to be there to sign some papers. And so he sent his wife and his four daughters on a ship going over to the, uh, uh, England. There, and, and while they were on the ship, he was back here uh, uh, taking care of business. I'll meet you over there just in a few days. But you know what? In a few days, he he got a letter or or note back from his wife, and on that note it said uh, telegraph said saved alone. There was a big ship that ran into that ship that his family was on and took his four daughters' lives along with other people. Here was a man that had five children, his boys gone. He had great wealth and it was seemingly about gone. And here was just his wife left and just uh, uh, seemed like the pressure was up on him. But he wrote this song called, It Is Well With My Soul. I believe that he could have said that tonight like this. Uh, Whenever things wrong, everything's all right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you tonight, you may not need it tonight, but you're going to need it somewhere out there. Whenever things going wrong for you and everything ain't just exactly right, the way we planned it and the storybook tells it and the penman pinned it down, I'm going to tell you tonight, it can still be everything all right. Amen. But he penned these words, and if I can get it to hold open here, I want to read the verses of his psalm. It said here, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea bellows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it's well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet and trials should come, let this blessed assurance control That Christ hath regarded my helpless estate And hath shed his own blood for my soul It is well, it is well with my soul It is well with my soul My sin, or oh, bliss, O oh, of the glorious uh, thought My sin, not in part but in whole Is nailed to the cross And I bear it no more Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when my face shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. One fellow said in the New Testament, in reference to whatever state that he was to be in, To be content. Whatever it was to try to be content. Tonight, when everything's going wrong, and I'll tell you what, there's been many a person in the last few years, many a family, and some yet to go through some things in this life that's carried heavy burdens. But I want to tell you one thing. Could we, like the man that wrote this song, It is well, it is well, it's well with my soul, the Bible said that Job charged not God foolishly for his troubles. You see, sometimes the people want to think the only reason troubles come is because we have sinned. It's not always that. But Job's troubles came because that he was right, upright before God. He was a man that trusted God. I don't have to take no survey. There's enough people in here and probably enough trouble in your heart and your mind and your families. And those about you from sicknesses to everything else. That there's people in mental institutions because of the load you carry. The worries that you've got up on you and the sleepless nights that you've, you've lost sleep and walked the floor and you've prayed and cried and shed tears time and time again. When the sorrows and looked like that the, that the day was getting darker and darker and darker. And the devil tells you it ain't going to be no better. It's going to always be like this we need to look at the devil and tell him something like this. Devil, when everything's all wrong, everything's all right. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you what, being saved is one of the greatest things in the world. That's right, Jim Call Being saved, especially in a time of crisis, in the time of our troubles, in a time of sickness, in a time of affliction, in a time of worry, In any of those situations. The old song says, oh, where could I go? Oh, where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. I guess that's it. Needing a friend to save me in the end. Oh, where could I go but to the Lord? Amen. Is there any other place to go? y'all know of any other place better to go? Do you know of any, anybody that you can talk to or help you more than talking to, to the Lord? Amen. Amen. But I want to tell you tonight, God, God's for His people. He sure is. I want you to remember tonight when everything's all wrong, when the sheep's gone, when the camels are gone, the enemies destroyed your servants. When everything's happened, and as Andy had already said, and Job's wife turned against him, the last thing, his friends turned against him. Everybody looked at him said, you had to be a sinner, or all this wouldn't have come up on you. All of those. Job even went and said, you know, I'm searching after God. I'm going forward and backward and right and left. I'm looking for him. But said, I know one thing, when I'm, when I'm tried, I'm going to come forth as gold. Read the last part of the book of Job and you're going to find out that God blessed him. i tell you what, Job, Job was a crying one day. Job was a shedding tears one day. But I'm going to tell you what, after a while, that sick body wasn't sick no more. Those funerals, uh, that, that, those, those children that he, uh, that, that he lost there, God gave him more children. i tell you what, you can't beat serving God. There ain't never been nobody in the world to do you like God can do you. Ain't nobody can help you in your troubles like God can help you. But the worst thing of it is, there's been so many times, and I've seen it years and years and years of, of a few people over the years gone by, every time a little bit of trouble comes by, they always charge God foolishly. Someone told me many years ago, said everything was all right till I started going to church. Boy, devil got them believing something, didn't he? I never did have no troubles till I started going to church. Yeah, they'd really convince them. I'm going to tell you what, we'll have troubles whether we go to church or don't to go to church. We'll have them. All right, I feel like I preached to you what the Lord wanted me to preach to you. But I'm going to tell you, when everything's wrong, right now, I'm telling you, everything's all right. How many, you've been through more than I've ever been. How many's been through some things and looked like everything was wrong, but everything was all right? Everything's still all right tonight, Brother Bud? Glory to God. Sister Nichols, everything's still all right? Glory to God. Louise, everything's still all right even after cancer, after loss of husband, all of the others. Sickness and problems that you've had in your lifetime. Is everything still all right after everything's been all wrong? Only God can do that. World, world can't offer that to us. world can't offer us everything all right when everything's all wrong. Only if we trust in the Lord. All right.